Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, let's magnify the Lord. Let us exalt His name together. Come on, if God's ever done anything for you, would you praise Him? If He's ever saved you, forgiven you, healed you, touched you, did a work in your life, would you lift your hands and begin to wave it to the Lord? God, you've been so good to me. ever healed you of cancer, would you, would you put your hand in the air? My goodness, hands around this room, multiple hands around the room, people healed of cancer. I think you ought to thank God for it because he can still heal cancer. He can still heal cancer. My, I feel him in here right now. How many believe God still can heal somebody of cancer? There's nothing too big for God. There's nothing greater than Him. The Bible says His arm is not short that it cannot save. His eye is not dim that it cannot see. His ear is not dull that it cannot hear. Can I tell you, He's as near as the mention of His name. There's power in the name of Jesus. I may believe He's a healer today. I will never forget, remain standing, we're going to transition, but I will never forget preaching a funeral one time. And I was preaching about miracles and what God can do. And in that building, faith began to rise. The presence of the Lord came into that funeral home. It was so powerful of a touch of the Spirit. And I pointed in this direction. And I said, God is able to heal your heart. When I said that, the lady, I was talking about broken heart. I'm at a funeral. But the lady thought I meant a physical heart condition. And when I said it, she believed it was instantaneously healed of a heart condition. Because God is able. I'm telling you, if you'll believe, he's able. Do you believe that? How many's ever had a healing in your body? Wave your hand. Look at the witnesses and the testimonies in here of the power of God. You know what I think you ought to do? I think you ought to take a few seconds and just praise Him for His goodness in your own life. Come on, just take a few seconds. Thank you for healing. Thank you for your power. Thank you for what you've done in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. Somebody shout hallelujah. We're so glad that you are here. Remain standing. It has been an amazing weekend. We have Brother David and Sister Bethany Jennings with us. And we have their children, Onyx and Silas. We're so glad to have them with us. And would you welcome them? Amen. They have... It's been a music weekend. They have poured themselves into our music department. Even yesterday was a songwriting session. And uh, at least the one I was a part of was went real well. I think we got something going on, don't you? And uh, they are such wonderful people. She is Bishop Doug White's daughter. And uh, so thankful for, for them. And I had the privilege of being a part of their wedding ceremony. It was part of marrying them. And uh, I'm so honored by that. And I, I want you to know how much I love you, Brother Jennings. You, you and your wife are like family to Cindy and I. And we're so thankful for you. The hand of the Lord that's on your life and it's been on your life. I think we were talking a while ago that we've known each other for 12 years. I remember you were just a young man at a church camp. But I knew then the hand of the Lord was on your life. What God has done in you is traveling the entire country, even different parts of the world, ministering in song and word. When I tell you, these, these folks travel, they're on the road a lot from Silsby, Texas. And uh, we are so honored that you were able to come and be with us in Zanesville. This is 
this. And Sister Bethany already blessed us. Didn't we appreciate her leading us in worship today? Wasn't that amazing? And uh, he's going to preach the word today. And I just want you to know the anchor loves the word. We love the, how many love the preaching of the word of the Lord? There's nothing like the preaching of the word of God. But I'm also going to tell you, this is one of the greatest singers you'll ever hear in your life. He's going to be leading our choir tonight. You do not want to miss first Sunday service tonight at 6. But aren't we thankful to have the Jennings with us? Would you give them a big welcome? I don't have the words to put into uh, a sentence today for how much I appreciate the bounds and uh, how much I love this church. You never know who is watching your church services from wherever, who's tuning in from other states, but I love this church and I love your leadership. And uh, also, uh, Pastor Up the Grave, God bless you, sir. And so uh, I'm honored to be here with you as well. He inspired me as a young man because Brother Bounds trusted him enough. I think he came with them maybe to either to youth camp or to somewhere, and I ended up getting a chance to see him. Such an inspiration to me. You know, when the Lord connected uh, Pastor Bounds and I, um, I was just a young man, just a camper, didn't know what I was going to be doing in my life, didn't know where God was going to take me, didn't know anything about anything that was going to happen from that day, but I knew that I had a hunger in my spirit for the things of God. I can't tell you how I got here today. I can't tell you how I'm standing here in front of you. There are no logistics that I can lay out for you to tell you every step that happened, but what I can tell you is I am still hungry for God today. Just as hungry as I was when I was a young man, I am still hungry for God today. And if you're in the house today and you don't know where you're getting ready to be, your life has been different, your life has been changing, I want you to know that a hunger for God will change everything about where you're going. It will change everything about who you are. If you come from a rough life, if you come from addiction, if you come from any problem, all you've got to do is have a hunger for God. And God will begin to open up your understanding. He'll begin to touch your heart. He'll begin to speak to you. I feel that so strong in the house today. It's time, church, for us to get hungry again for God. It's time, church, for us to get hungry again for worship. It's time to get hungry again for the presence of God. We've got to have a hunger deep down in our heart for righteousness. I want to say how honored I am to have my wife and my sons here with me. They don't always get a chance to come with me where I go, but I am blessed every time. And I want to give honor to my pastor, Pastor Benjamin White, and also give honor to my bishop, Bishop Douglas White. I am so grateful to have strong leaders in my life and strong leaders that are strong enough to tell me no. Now, some of y'all don't like that, but I do. Because there are things that the watchman on the wall can see that you can't see. From a different perspective, it looks a little bit different when they're looking at your life. So if you ever get told no or wait or maybe not now, just listen. That's for somebody here in the house. Just listen. Don't get mad when they tell you they hear from God. That's what they're there for. Amen? Well, today, church, I feel like I have a word uh, for this congregation. I really feel like the Lord wants to help us here today. I feel like the Lord wants to minister to some hearts and some minds and to give you some clarity today. And I believe the Lord is going to use this word to do so. We're going to be going to the book of Daniel, starting in chapter 7 and verse 25. Daniel 7 and 25. And I also want to give great honor to this music team today. How incredible. Y'all are so blessed at this church to have great music, great sound. You, you guys got the big screen and everything here. That's awesome. Book of Daniel. Chapter 7, verse 25. And the word of the Lord says this, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out 
the saints of the Most High. And think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and dividing of times. We will understand the reading of this scripture text more as we go on with the message today. But I ask that you give me your ear for just a moment today as I give you the burden that the Lord has laid on my heart for this church. If you would, lay down your Bibles, raise up your hands one more time in the house and ask the Lord to have his way. Lord, we trust you. We love you. We are here for you. And today, God, I ask that you speak clearly. I ask that you speak with clarity into every ear, into every heart, into every mind. God, I pray that you would touch every person under the sound of my voice. And I pray that you would speak with revelation today into every mind, God, into every emotion, into every weary person. I pray that you would speak clearly in the house today to every individual under the sound of my voice. Come on, church. Lift up your voice with me just a minute. Lord, we listen for your voice today. Lord, I don't have to preach this whole thing today. You can do the work. God, I just want to be used by you today. Speak clearly in the house of the Lord. And you may be seated. The book of Daniel, chapter 7, is a significant chapter in the book of Daniel because it it contains a vision of four beasts. And the word of the Lord begins to build on what exactly these beasts are there for. You see, Daniel ended up having a series of dreams. And in these dreams, there were four predominant beasts that he was shown, the first of which in the book of Daniel 7, verse 4, he is shown a lion with eagle's wings, and it represented the Babylonian empire, and it symbolized strength and dominion. Next, he was shown a bear with three ribs, the word of the Lord said, and it was, uh, uh, it was there to symbolize the Medo persian Empire, and that symbolized power and conquest. He was then shown a four-headed leopard with wings, and that was to signify the Greek Empire. And that was to denote swiftness and it was there to expose exactly what what, what they were on a mission to do. And in verse 7, the last of the four beasts, I'm, I'm going somewhere here, I'm just laying a little groundwork for you. There was a beast that they called the dreadful and the terrifying beast. This beast had ten horns and it represented in that day the Roman Empire. But more than just representing the Roman Empire in that day, it was a very foul, foul beast. All of the other beasts were were around, the, 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 they were built different, but their strength levels were very similar. But something about this fourth beast was terrifying. Something about this fourth beast was dreadful. And something about this fourth beast, uh, it, it, it caused Daniel, it struck fear in Daniel's mind. It struck fear in Daniel's heart. The word of the Lord says, after this I saw in the night vision, and behold a fourth beast dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth, and it devoured and break into pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of all, and it was diverse from all of the other beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns." As we read later on in this book, we see something interesting happen with this fourth beast. We don't really hear much else about the, 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 the functioning of the other three beasts, but we do hear quite a bit about this fourth and great beast because it was greater than every other beast. The book of Daniel 7 going into verse 18 says this, But the saints of the Most High God shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. And then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse 
from all of the other beasts, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were iron, his nails were brass, which devoured, break into pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet, and of the ten horns that were on his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell. Even of that the horn had eyes and a mouth, and it spake very great things, whose looked more was stout than the fellows. And I beheld the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High God. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus... He had said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all of the other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down, and shall break it into pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdom are ten kings, and shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse first. And he shall subdue three kings. The most dangerous beast of them all had one thing specific about it that made it a little bit more distinct. Uh, the word of the Lord was, was, was very direct when it said there was an eleventh horn that arose on the head of this beast. And this horn had a mouth to speak and to say things. This horn was greater than all of the rest of the horns on the head. And the thing, the only function that this horn had with its mouth, with its look, with its functioning, with everything that it had in it was to fatigue the saints of the Lord. This is the beast that is trying to take dominion in our day, in our hour. I want to tell you as I was reading this and I, as I began to research, they said this prophecy is a prophecy that spans out across time, that speaks from generation to generation. But this thing stuck out to me so heavily because there is something about this that plucked on the strings of my heart as I began to read the word of God. And I understood that what I am seeing from church to church, from place to place, from saint to saint, from continent to continent, from state to state, from city to city, I am seeing the beast in action. I am seeing the kingdom be attacked by the one thing called fatigue. None of us want to talk about fatigue. Because we're supposed to be the strong ones. So there's not a person under the sound of my voice that wants to say, I am tired today. There's not a person under the sound of my voice that says, I do not feel like doing this today. Oh, let me explain to you just a few details about this thing that we call fatigue. you got to understand, when you're fatigued, your muscles do not work the way that they used to. You may be strong, but when you get fatigued, you're mighty weak. Ah, oh, yeah, you got to hear me today. You've got to understand with me that when you are fatigued in your mind, that your emotions don't work the same way they used to work. I'm going to get down to where we are today. Some of us are dealing with emotional battles. We're dealing with our emotions being thrown out of whack. And I understand hormones and everything else. But I want to tell you today that part of our problem that we're dealing with right now is a fatigue amongst the saints. We're dealing with the fatigue in our minds. We're dealing with the fatigue in our body. I'm going to preach it till we get it today. The thing that makes you fault fine with every Everybody else and want to find fault with your neighbor and want to find fault with your pastor and want to find fault with the church leaders is the very thing called your emotions being fatigued. I'm going to help somebody here in the house today. Your emotions get crazy whenever you get weary. Your emotions get wild whenever you get tired. I'm going to help you today. You've got to understand that your brain does not function the same way when you get fatigued, that means your reasoning is messed up. 
The things that you wouldn't do before, you'll do it because you're tired. The things that you wouldn't touch before, you'll do it because you're fatigued. The things that you wouldn't think about, you'll take extra time to think about it because you're fatigued. Oh, yeah. Understand with me that fatigue does not come from something that just happens in one day. You cannot get fatigued for one moment. If anybody in here exercises, you know what I'm talking about. You don't get your hands shaking and your arms quivering and your legs quivering from working out for two minutes. Oh, yeah. What you've got to understand with me is that it's a process. The wearing down is a process. I want to speak to you here today and tell you you've been getting worn down over time. Naysaying and lying spirits entering into your mind and entering into your heart. And it's wearing you down over time uh, saying to God you didn't just get in this condition as of today saying of God you didn't just get to this place uh, because of what happened yesterday but I want to tell you today that it's something that's been grinding on you something that's been working on you something that's been speaking over you something that oh God help me something that's been around you that's wearing you out you don't wear down a tire in one day. <laughs> and we're all on this journey. But you know as well as I know, one of the worst things that could happen is for your tire to get bald, for your tread to go away. Oh, yeah. For the separation between you and the ground, the lowest place that you can get to, to go away. Understand with me that a tire is not going to wear out in just a month. A tire is not going to wear out in just two months. But realize with me the thing that makes it dangerous is over time there is wear and tear. Over time, there is a breakdown. Over time, there's a problem. Oh, this thing called fatigue. It intrigued me so much because I just needed to know. I needed to know how can we manage to get away from this thing called fatigue. How can we prevent ourselves from getting fatigued in the house of God. Those of you that are volunteers here in the church, I'm here to preach to you today. I want to tell you don't get weary in well-doing. Uh, don't get weary in serving at the church. Don't get weary in running sound. Don't get weary in playing the drums. Don't get weary in playing the keyboard. Don't get weary while you're singing. And I'm preaching to a saint here today. Don't get weary waking up on a Sunday morning and clapping your hands in the sanctuary. Don't you get weary coming to the house of the Lord because you're going to reap. If you faint not, you will reap. If you faint not, but you've got to make it up in your mind to keep on praising. You've got to make it up in your mind to keep on worshiping. What are you saying, preacher? I don't feel like it today. I don't feel like it either, but I'm still here. I may not feel like lifting my hands, but I'll lift my hands. I may not feel like lifting my voice, but I'll lift my voice. I may not feel like clapping, but I'll I just wonder if there's anybody in the house that will give God some praise right here and say, God, I may be tired today, but I'm here. God, I may not understand it all, but I'm right here. Come on, take a couple moments right here and just praise him. Come on, that feels good in the house. Do it for another 30 seconds. Oh, yes, church. Oh, yes, church. We got to shake off the fatigue today. We got to shake off the fatigue today. Oh, yeah, I'm tired in my body, but he's still able. I'm tired in my body, but he's still good. I'm tired in my mind, but my mind is still stayed on Jesus. 
I tell you what I'm preaching about today. I'm preaching about those times when you don't feel like doing it anymore. Those times when it would feel better to just lay in the bed on a Sunday morning, but you push yourself to get up and you push yourself into the house of God again another time. And the presence of the Lord sweeps over you. And the presence of the Lord sweeps over your mind. And the presence of the Lord sweeps over your spirit. And something begins to ignite in your heart. Something begins to ignite in your mind. And you say, I woke up tired, but now I got a little bit extra energy. Maybe I'll praise a little bit more. I feel like preaching in the house today now. Ah, uh, yeah. We're going to preach till the chains come off today. Oh, I feel like preaching to you now to tell you uh, that you may be tired, uh, but God is still able. Uh, you may be fatigued, uh, but God is still able. We deal with things like depression from time to time and anxiety and all these different issues. You want to know how depression gets a hold of you? Sometimes depression gets a hold of you when you sit for too long. Y'all don't want to hear me talk about it. You get tired and you sit for too long and your mind gets to going because you're tired. And those, those thoughts start coming to your mind. Well, the world would be better off without you. I want to declare to a precious saint of the Lord that the world is not better off without you and you matter to the kingdom. You matter to this church. You matter to this ministry team. Can I get a saint in the anchor church to just say we love you? If you're here today and your mind is messed up, God loves you. We love you. And you're in the house of restoration. You're in the place where you can be restored. You're in the place where you can get healed. So I started to look up. I started to look up ways how you can make sure that you don't get fatigued. The number one thing that they'll tell you as an athlete, if you're going to be exercising for extended periods of time, if you're going to be in war for extended periods of time, the first thing they tell you you've got to do is drink water. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Because nothing can quench your thirst like the water can. Nothing can change the way you think like the water can. Nothing can make you feel refreshed like the water can. Oh, I'm preaching in here now. Nothing can make you change, change the way your mind is thinking like the water can. All you got to do if you're thirsty for something different, if you're thirsty for something new, if you're fatigued and you don't know what else to do, it's time for you to get some water. And what I'm preaching about today is not the water that you drink but the water you go down in in Jesus name because after you get that water you're never going to thirst again after you get into the water your sins are going to go away after you get into the water he's going to wash you and make you new after you get into the water some of you just need to get into the water today and get baptized in Jesus' name and watch him change your life forever. They used to... They used to sing a song that said, take me to the water. Take me to the water to be baptized. I wonder if there's anybody here in the house today that says, I'm ready for my life to go from, from, from this to this. I'm ready for my life to go from a wreck to go to blessed. I'm ready for my life to be changed forever. The water is here in the house for you. The water is here in the house for you. If you've been going through it, you've been going through issues. Guess what? There's water. What doth hinder thee? Now, for some of the saints, 
that may not be too excited about the water. I've got to preach to a saint now to tell you that you also have to have a relationship with the water all over again. It's not just the one time you get baptized, but it's in the flow. It's in the flow of the Spirit where you can be refreshed and be restored. Oh, I'm preaching now to you that sometime what you've got to do is say, God, take me into deeper places again because I want to go to the place where your spirit flows and let it flow today, Jesus. You've got to get back into the flow of things. You've got to get back into the flow of prayer. You've got to get back into the flow of the anointing. You've got to get back into the flow of the Holy Ghost. You've got to get back into the flow of things. You can't wait for somebody else to do it for you. You've got to get into the flow. You've got to wade out in the deep waters again and get out there and get into the flow of the Spirit. Don't get complacent with your prayer life. Don't get complacent with the things that you do on a week-to-week basis. Somewhere, somehow, saying to God, get back into the flow. Get back out there into the flow again. Lift your hands. Even if you don't like the song. The Bible never said that you have to like everything that's being sung. The Bible never said that you got to like the beat of the drum to every song. But there ought to be something that rises up in you that says, God, you're worthy of it all. Regardless if I like this song, regardless if I don't, I love what they were singing before. God, you're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. God, you deserve the glory. Why don't we just lift our hands and give them some worship right there? Help us to get back into the flow, God. Help us to get back into deep places again. Oh, yes. Help us to get back into the deep places in your spirit. The next thing they'll tell you to get rid of your fatigue is to have a healthy diet. Now, as you can tell by my stature, there are some things that I like in this world, but there are a few things that I like more than food ministry, and it is a ministry. You see, the things that you eat respond differently once it's in your body because your body will break down things to get the nutrients out of it and to take it in. And in essence, your food becomes a part of you, which is where the phrasing comes, you are what you eat. This is a literal thing. Ah, yeah. The problem is, sometimes our diets get really bad. And I'm not talking about your food now, so y'all can can breathe. I'm not talking about your food now. Sometimes the things that we take in Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. The things that we put in front of our eyes, the things that we, that, that we take in and that we read, the news, the bad news, because there's a lot of that out there, that we take in and that we listen to, and the bad press, and the gossip. I won't even go there. Oh, you got to hear me today that part of the reason for our fatigue is our diet is not good. The stuff that we take in is no longer healthy for us anymore. Oh, stop right there. What happens is, is when God starts to change your life and take you deeper into his spirit, sometimes your diet has to change. I've talked to people who said, well, I wasn't allergic to this until I got older. 
And as you mature in the things of God, as you mature in your relationship with God, realize that your diet is going to have to change every now and then. Or it's going to cause you to get fatigued. And the very thing that used to help you before is now going to be the thing that you're allergic to that's hurting you. Can I preach in here to you today? You've got to get your diet fixed. The book of John 6 and 35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. And he that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So my question is for you today, what are you consuming? If you get Jesus, you'll never go hungry again. If you get Jesus... Oh, I know your flesh may want that pack of cigarettes, but you can put that pack of cigarettes down and never pick them up again. If you get enough of Jesus, I know your flesh may want the alcohol right now, but you can put down the alcohol and never pick it up again. Oh, I'm preaching to you right now. You may want the drugs in your body. You may want the drugs to uh, to, to hurt your mind. You may want the drugs to numb you, but I got news for you. If you just get more of Jesus, If you just get the bread of life, if you just get Jesus, you'll never go hungry again. If you'll just get Jesus, you'll never go thirsty again. If you get in the word, you won't be wanting to read bad press anymore. If you get in the word, you won't want to gossip anymore. But where are the people in the church that would say, yes, I am going through it, but I choose to get in the word. I choose to get in the prayer. I choose to talk to God. You got to change your diet. You got to change your diet, sir. I know your relationship problems seem so real to you, but you have to change your diet. You've got to change the things that you're doing. If you wonder why you get angry so quick, you wonder why you got anger problems, maybe it's time for you to change your diet and quit taking in all the hate movies and taking in all the hate crimes and open up the Bible and say, today there will be peace in my house. Today there's going to be peace peace on my job. Today there's going to be peace in my car. Today there's going to be peace in my marriage. Today we go after peace and change your diet once and for all. The problem is we deal with obesity problems with junk food. And we take in so many of the wrong things. And they ask people, they say, how did you get in the condition that you're in right now? And each one of them will tell you, I don't fully know how I got here. But I know that when I started, I just couldn't stop. I warn you here today, don't ever get to the place where you have so many bad things going into your mind, going into your heart, that you're not even able to break yourself from it. Uh, Oh, God, hear me today. If you're an addict and you're in the building, God can break you away from any of those things. You don't have to keep damaging yourself. You don't have to keep hurting yourself. And I know some of you are thinking, well, I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking, I'm not whatever. But you may be addicted to other things that's hurting your marriage, that's hurting your life, that's hurting your emotions. Hear me today, I'm not preaching this in hate, but I'm preaching this in love to you. God wants to bring somebody out of fatigue today. God wants to bring somebody out of your predicament and out of your circumstance. But you've got to know what the problem is. The next thing they'll tell you to avoid fatigue is you got to have rest. You got to have rest. The book of of Isaiah 28.10 says this, For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest. 
wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. What am I here to tell you today? If you need rest, if you're tired, if you're worn out, you just got to get the Holy Ghost. Now, I know I'm preaching the simplified version for you, and I know there's probably some critics in the building, but let me tell you, nothing quite feels like the Holy Ghost when you've been going through it. Nothing quite feels like the Spirit of God when you've been going through a rough time. What am I telling you? With stammering lips and with another tongue, God's going to speak to his people. God's going to pour out his Spirit upon his people, and God is going to speak through his people. And when you have the Spirit of God move through you and that heavenly language begins to come out of you, something in your mind begins to change and you start to feel better. You start to feel good. You. I just wonder if there's anybody excited about having the Holy Ghost here today. If you're a blood-bought, apostolic, you've been saved and bought with a price, I think it'd be a good time right here to give God some praise for the Holy Ghost. I think it'd be a good time right here for you to just thank God a little bit and say, I came in and I was worn out, but when I went out, I went out with a shout. I went out with a dance in my feet. We got to get the Holy Ghost again. We got to get the Holy Ghost back in our services. I ain't saying you don't have the Holy Ghost in your services. What I'm saying is we got to get it and we got to keep it in every service. Every time somebody comes in, it ought to be electric in here. Every time somebody walks in the sanctuary, it ought to be electric. There ought to be somebody dancing a little bit. There ought to be somebody shouting a little bit. Where are the people that would get undignified again and say, I came in and it was a problem, but now now that I'm here, I feel better since I laid my burdens down. I feel so much better since I gave my life to God. You got to hear me today. You need just a little bit of rest in your life. You need just a little bit of the Holy Ghost in your life again. You need just a little bit of the Spirit of God poured out in your life again. Acts 3, 19 says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. If you need rest, get back in his presence again. The presence of the Lord is not confined to this building. When the veil was torn, it gave us all access. That means you can have the presence of the Lord in your car. You can have the presence of the Lord in your house. You can have the presence of the Lord on your job. You can have the presence of the Lord outside. You can be in your backyard. And all you got to do is just say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I just want to feel you today. Jesus, I just got to have a little bit more of you today. Anybody ever been having a rough day and for whatever reason you found yourself driving down the road just saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I don't understand it all, but I do love you. I don't understand it all, but I feel you. I don't get it all, but I know you're with me. I don't understand it all, but I know you're with me. I want to help you here today to tell you that the spirits that have been lying to you don't have to have dominion over you. 
The things that's been lying in your ears don't have to have dominion over you. And the people that tell you that you have to do it a certain way or, or, or this or that out there in the world that tell you you got to smoke to be cool, you got to drink to be cool, you got to party to be cool, that's not the move that you want to make. It's a trap. It's a coup from the enemy. But you've got to be clean before God. And you've got to say, Lord, I may not under, understand everything the preacher is saying today. Lord, I may not get everything that the preacher is preaching across the pulpit today, but what I do understand is I want more of you. Come on, does anybody feel that way in the house? I feel the Lord trying to pull on somebody right now. You got to understand with me that God gave victory to the saints. God has given victory to his people. And God has given us victory through his name. If you're ever going through a rough time, if your spirit is weary, just begin to speak the name of Jesus. Begin to speak the name of Jesus over your mind. Begin to speak the name of Jesus over your life. Oh, I think we ought to do that in the house just for a couple moments. Somebody from the front to the back ought to just say Jesus in the house. You ought to make the enemy uncomfortable for just a minute and just say the name of Jesus. At that name, all of hell has to tremble. At that name, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess his name is Jesus his name will forevermore be Jesus some of you are probably thinking preacher well why are you preaching like this to us today because I'm tired of seeing people fall and I'm tired of seeing people fail some of the strongest people I've seen in my life have all gotten tired and weary at some point. They begin to second guess God. They begin to second guess his calling on their life. They begin to second guess his hand. They begin to second guess his moving, his voice even. Even though they've heard his voice hundreds of times, they've heard him speak. They begin to second guess it because somewhere inside they're fatigued. Something inside of them is broken. Something inside of them is tired. Something inside of them is wrong because they've allowed themselves to get fatigued. The last thing I want to bring to this congregation, and the rest will be up to you today, the last way that you can prevent becoming fatigued is frequent exercise. They say the more you exercise, the better you're going to feel. The more that you run, the better you're going to feel. The more that you jump, the better you're going to feel. The more that you lift those weights, the better you're going to feel. Oh, I feel like preaching right here to somebody. If you've been going through the same circumstance and you are, oh, some of you have cried too long. Uh-huh. You have cried for way too long. You have cried over and over and over and over. And it has not changed a thing for you yet. But the one thing you haven't done is you haven't praised about it yet. Uh-oh. Psalms 42 and 11 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in the Lord. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. What am I preaching to you now? What I'm saying is, is if you want your countenance to change, you've got to get a little praise back in your step. If you want, oh, if you want joy again, you've got to get praise again. If you want happiness again, you've got to shout about it a little bit. Ah, oh, yeah. And you've got to do it frequently. That means don't just do 
it on the service when the preacher is preaching high. Don't just do it on the service when the music is shouting. But you've got to make it up in your mind. I will make this a frequent exercise. And I will exercise my faith. I will exercise my right to worship Jesus. I will exercise. There ought to be somebody here in the house that says, today I get my praise back. Today I get my joy back. Today I get my dignity back. Today today would be a good day to run the aisles if you've never done it before. Today would be a good day to shout a little bit if you've never done it before. Sir, you've cried long enough about it. Ma'am, you cried long enough about it. Now it's time to shout about it. Now it's time to praise about it. Now it's time to dance about it. I know you're tired. I know you're fatigued. But praise anyway. Come on, you're not waiting for me anymore. If you're waiting for the punchline, that was it. You're not waiting for me anymore. God is waiting on you to take the first step. God is waiting on you to step out again. God is waiting on you to dance again. God is waiting on you to shout again. Come on, saint of God, shout again. Come on, saint of God, dance again. I'm preaching to an elder. You may not be able to dance like you used to, but you can still praise him. You may not be able to shout like you used to, but you can still give him a high praise. Come on, some of you need to bring your families up here and you need to dance with your family a little bit. You need to praise with your family a little bit. Some of you daddies need to get your children and you need to say, come on, son, come on, daughter. I'm gonna show you how we do it in this family because I refuse to lose you from being fatigued. I refuse to lose you. I refuse. And something's gotta rise up in you that say I can't keep this praise in this moment for some of you is so uncomfortable and part of the reason why is because you're thinking, what is my neighbor gonna say about me if I lose my mind in this sanctuary? What is my brother gonna say about me if I actually do worship him the way that I've been needing to worship? What is my sister gonna say about me if they really do see me begin to dance before the Lord with all my might? They said David was crazy. They said he was getting undignified. And the answer is yes. Every now and then you gotta loosen up your tie. You gotta pull your jacket off. And you gotta say today, I don't care who sees me. I don't care who sees me. I don't care who's watching. I don't care who's gonna talk about me. But I've gotta get out of this mess that I'm in. I've got to get out of this depression that I'm in. I've got to get out of this circumstance that I'm in. I've got to get out of this pit that I'm in. Is there anybody here in the house that would say, God, I choose to give you this praise? This is what we're going to do. The music is getting ready to sing or play or whatever. I don't even care what y'all do this morning. I just need somebody here in the congregation to hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. You are the one that keeps the limits on your life when you keep a limit on your praise. The question is, is he really worthy? Is he worthy? Is there anybody in here that believes that he's worthy. 
my next question is, is he able? Come on, I need you to say it like you mean it this morning. Is he able? I've seen him do it for other people, but God can do it for me. You want to make it up in your mind today. I've seen him do it for somebody else, but I believe he can do it for me. I know that he's able. I know that he can pick me up. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. The choice is yours this morning. We're going to worship. We're going to praise. We're going to shout for as long as you want to be here. But the people that I'm aiming for and I'm reaching for here today, everybody is for you, first of all. The Holy Ghost is for every person under the sound of my voice. But the main people I'm reaching for today is those of you that's been in a rut. Those of you, you've been in a circumstance for a little bit too long. It's kept your mind for a little bit too long. I want you to be the first ones to break out in praise here today because God's going to begin to do something supernatural as you lift your hands, as you clap your hands, as you stump your feet, as you give him praise. God is going to begin to break things in the spirit. He's going to break things in the spirit. God's going to break shackles off today. God is going to give freedom. God is going to give victory. God is going to do it. He's going to do it from the front. He's going to do it all the way on the back row. He's going to do it on this side. God's going to do it on this side. Is there anybody here that's ready to praise? I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. And then it's all going to be up to you, church. But we're going to pray first. And we're going to declare that every, every single bit of bondage, uh, every stronghold, uh, every curse, uh, every lie be cast down in the name of Jesus here today. You do not have to be depressed. You do not have to struggle with anxiety your whole life. I know some of you, because you feel like it's a medical diagnosis, you've accepted it. It's time to stop accepting it. It's... I'm not being insensitive because I've been depressed before. I'm not being insensitive because I've had anxiety issues before. But I'm speaking to you today under the unction of the Holy Ghost to tell you that you do not have to live that way. You do not have to stay that way. And you have the victory if you've got Jesus. So what we're going to do all across the house, we're going to raise our hands. We're going to pray in Jesus' name. And when we do this thing, I want you to shout with everything you've got. You can tell your neighbor, give me a little bit of room. We got a bunch of room here today. But today, God's going to begin to do powerful things. Ministry, I may need your help today laying hands on people because God's going to begin to release some of you by the power of his spirit. I believe God's going to do it today. Praise team, y'all believe that? I believe the Lord is going to do it today. Amen. Come on, everybody in the house, lift up your hands right here. Jesus, we declare. We declare that every chain be broken. We declare that every bit of bondage be broken today. By the power of the name of Jesus, we declare every stronghold come down. We curse depression in Jesus' name. We curse anxiety in Jesus' name. We speak against you and tell you you have no place here. You have no place in the hearts and the minds of the saints. Here. You have no place here. Come on, we're going to stay here for a moment until we feel something break. Come on, come on, we're going to stay here for just a moment until we feel something breaking. Come on. You've been to this place before in your prayer. But today is your day. You've got to make your mind up. You've got to make your mind up. You've got to make your mind up. Today is my day. And I'm 
for just a moment. We're going to do it without music. And I'll explain to you why. When you get home and you're in your house and there is no music going on and there's no lights, there's no fancy screen, there's no praise singers, you're going to have to learn how to get the victory with your voice. And you can't wait for the praise team to do it for you. You've got to be able to lift up your voice right where you stand. And so with no music, we're going to lift up our voices all across this house from the front to the back of the room. And we're going to declare victory in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Lift up your voice and pray just for a little while. I don't need the beat of a drum to give God worship. I don't need the beat of a drum to get a breakthrough. I don't need a keyboard to shout. I don't need a guitar player to dance. Come on, sir. Let go of it and just praise him. Come on, ma'am. Let go of it and just worship. Come on, the devil is afraid of your voice. The devil is afraid of your praise. The devil is afraid of your shout. Oh, come on, that's it, church. Come on, I need a young man to help pray right now. I need a young lady to help break us through right here. Come on, somebody ought to just move your feet in the house. Somebody ought to clap your hands in the building. Come on, we're breaking something right here. You may feel inadequate, but you are adequate, and you are worthy. You can praise in the presence of God. You can dance in the presence of God. You can worship in the presence of God. Come on, this is going to be a moment for some of you this morning. This is going to be a moment when you break past the silence and you lift up your voice. When you're tired of it being quiet in your world, this will be a moment for you. Come on, something has broken in the spirit. Lift your hands to the Lord and receive. The spirit of the Lord is here. Jesus has come to this building today to heal you of the fatigue that you're dealing with. Come on, let God minister to you right now. Right where you are, let there be healing in your spirit, healing in your emotions. Hallelujah! In the name of Jesus. Come here, Brother Jennings. Come here, Brother Jenny. Come on, lift your hands and reach out to the Lord. God is filling you with His Spirit. You're drinking out of that water. You're drinking the water he was preaching about. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Let every chain be broken. Hallelujah. Come on, church, lift up your voices. Come on, God's moving this morning. What some of you are dealing with in the house today is a lying spirit. You are dealing with a lying spirit that has lied to you and has told you that you'll never be or you cannot be or you'll never break away from or you'll always be addicted or you'll always have problems or your emotions will always be messed up. I rebuke that lying spirit in the name of Jesus. You will have victory. You will live and not die. You will be healed and you can receive it in Jesus' name. I speak in the name of Jesus against every sickness, against every cancer cell. Be removed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be set free in Jesus' name. Come on, don't just let it happen when the preacher's preaching, but you got to get it for yourself. God is trying to ignite something in this church. There's a cry that God is trying to ignite in this church. 
There is a voice that God is trying to lift up in this church. Come on, Anchor Church. It's not time to be timid. It's time for some of you to get your backbone and pray in the Holy Ghost and pray with authority. Pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, some of you, you prayed and you prayed, but now it's time for you to learn to pray in the Spirit. It's time for you to learn to move through the Spirit. It's time for you to let the Spirit make intercession. It's time for you to let the Spirit speak through you. Come on, you and Jesus, you and Jesus right now, you and Jesus right now. Lord, let my prayers go beyond this moment. Lord, let my prayers go beyond this day. Lord, let your glory fill the temple. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, talk to God. Come on, don't wait for your friends to do it. Young man, God is going to call you to places you've never been before. But you're going to have to learn to talk to him when none of your friends are talking to him. You're going to have to learn to seek after God when nobody else is seeking after God. I feel a hunger rising in the building today. I feel a hunger. Come on, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking with other tongues, God is here to do it today. God is here to fill you with his spirit. Come on, you've got to repent and say, God, I turn away from everything that I was, everything that I am, because you need, you need to make me better. You can make me better. You can bless my life and make me better. And some of you ought to lift up your voices, raise up your hands in the house, and just receive ye the Holy Ghost in the building. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.